0: Turn in your New Testaments to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8. We will get to the Genesis 12 passage in a moment. Hebrews eleven eight, 8. And this is the Word of God. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place that he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went even though he did not know where he was going. Now, how many of you have heard the phrase, first-time obedience? Raise your hand if you've heard that phrase. Yes, there have. Now, there are a lot of people that had not heard that phrase. If you've heard that phrase, you are either, A, a serious parent, or B, the child of a serious parent, because first-time obedience simply means this. When... We tell you to do something, you do it the first time that we tell you. We don't have to keep coming back and back to say, no, no, really, I meant for, I wanted you to do this. No, really. When are you going to do it? No, really. It's called first time obedience. Now, there's an old phrase, an old saying that goes something like this, delayed obedience can be a form of disobedience. Let me say that again. Delayed obedience can be a form of disobedience. It's basically saying, no, I'm not. And it can say, no, I'm never. You know, that's how it can really, if we just stretch it out and we never. God is really into first-time obedience. The problem is... We're not. (laughs) We struggle with God because God doesn't just, you know, love to hear the melodious sound of His voice. You know, God doesn't want to have to cajole and do this. And, you know, God speaks. God commands. We are the folks that struggle with this. And that is why and precisely why Abraham is such an amazing figure in the Bible. Because Abraham would hear a command of God and he would immediately obey. We Read that he, God called him to a place, he obeyed, he went not even knowing where he was going. And there are three things that God called Abraham to utilize faith in here. And they are, Abraham, you've got to step out. Secondly, you've got to believe the unbelievable. And thirdly, you're going to bless the world. And uh, we're, in this week, this this Sunday where we're kind of ramping up to a missions conference, which by the, by the way is entitled Beyond Your World, how to get past our comfort zones, how to really get into a place of faith. This is a great passage as we look at what it means to bless the world. I'm I believe what God is, is saying to us individually as a congregation is, you need to step out, you need to believe the unbelievable, and bless the world. First was the call to step out. Genesis 12.1, if you turn to the Genesis narrative that Hebrews is referring to, the Lord said to Abram, leave your country, leave your people, leave your father's household and Go to a land that I will show you. Leave everything that's familiar. Leave your family and go to a place that you don't even know where it is. That is a tall order. Now, from last week, our definition of faith that we're operating on, this is in case you're visiting, you're, you just wandered into uh, of the, first half, the first half of a series on what faith is. Faith is believing and acting on the Word of God. That's what faith is. It's believing and acting on the Word of God regardless of the circumstances or consequences. No matter what's going on, no matter what believing God and acting out will will make it happen to you, we still, God says it, we believe it, we act on it, and that is faith. Now Abraham had a relationship with God unlike his father whose name was Terah, T-E-H-A-R-H-A-R, yeah, Terah, that's not how hey, you spell it. I can't think of that right now. Um, anyway, his father, we learn, was an idol worshiper. And his father did go with him as far as Haran, but he had to leave his father behind. You see, Abraham was, was raised in the notion of all the things you got to do to appease all the gods and works and works and works. But we read in Romans 4, three that Abraham believed God, and it was reckoned to him credited to him as righteousness. Meaning, Abraham does not have a relationship with God based on work, 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 work. He has a relationship with God based on faith. He believed that God was God. He believed in the grace of God. And it's out of this relationship with God that God says, now I want you to leave. And this is the call of Abraham that we're looking at. Abraham lived... um, in, a, in an interesting place, he lived in a, in a city called Ur, U-R, Ur of the Chaldees. The Chaldeans later became the Babylonians. Where Abraham grew up was in Iraq. And it's between Baghdad and the Persian Gulf, and there's still the archaeological ruins there of the city named Ur. Now, I only say that because Ur was an incredibly modern city back in these ancient days. Ur was wealthy. Ur had great libraries and had a justice system that actually protected people. Ur had wonderful, well not wonderful, but good schools. And Abraham and Sarah had just bought their dream home at the top of the cul-de-sac in Ur when God appeared to Abraham and said, Go, leave your people. Leave your family. Leave this place and go. Now... Can you imagine what it was like for Abraham to tell his wife what was about to happen? Sarah, honey, there's something we need to talk about. Um, God wants us to move. You know, I mean, people were, could be nomadic back then. Okay, where, where's he, when does he want us to move? Right now. We need to start packing. You know the next question. Where are we going? And he says out and she says out you mean like as opposed to in or no just out just out from here in fact what God told me to do is just to go out there and we're going to pack it up we're going to go out there and we're just going to keep on going we have no clue where we're going but when we get there God will say stop I mean, can you imagine this conversation? I mean, what did Sarah say? Maybe she said something like this. Maybe she said, gee, honey, I'm glad that we went to the seminar on biblical submission in marriage a few weeks ago. Otherwise, I'd be furious right now. No, I don't think that's what she said. We, we don't know what she said. I'll tell you what she did, though. She trusted her husband's walk with God. And she backed it up. Sarah is an incredible person in the Bible, Verse 4, Abraham left as the Lord had told him. Mr. First-time obedience packed it up and left. And Lot, his orphaned uh, nephew, went with him. Verse 4 of Genesis 12, Abram was 75 years old when he went out to Haran. Seventy-five years old. He took his wife Sarai his nephew Lot and all the possessions they'd accumulated and the people they'd acquired in Haran and they set out to the land of Canaan and they arrived there. So first we see step out. And you say, what in the world has that got to do with me? It's got a lot to do with you and me. And it's actually hard for me and you as well. I want to ask you this question. What is it that you know in your heart that God wants you to do? but you're not sure you want to do it? What is it that you know in your heart that God wants you to stop doing, but you're not sure you want to stop doing it? What is your current barrier to faith? Step out. We'll get to a little bit more of this in a moment. Secondly, Believe the unbelievable. God says, He says to Sarah, that a great nation is going to come out of me and you. That's tantamount to saying we're going to have children. We're 75 years of age. This is unbelievable. I mean, we're leaving our whole family and we're going to be out there alone, not even knowing where we're going, and a, quote, great nation is going to come out of us. Verse 2, God says, I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. And what's happening here is God is drawing Abraham out of where he lived to do something unique and powerful in him and through him. God's got great plans for Abraham. You know... The problem with God's wonderful plans for Abraham, you know what the problem is? Is he's got to step out to receive what God has. Don't you just hate it that it works that way? That the righteous will live by what? Faith. God is simply not going to give it to us all on the front end. He's not going to show us all on the front end. God has wonderful plans for his people, wonderful plans for his kingdom. God is the fountain of all goodness. He knows how to give good gifts to his children and it's all about stepping out. And in a relationship with Him, just day by day, walking with Him and going through barriers of faith. He wants to do the same in us as well. The Lord does not want His children to be limited by what's going on in the lives of everybody around them right now. Here's the thing faith sees beyond what you see. It, we live by faith, not by sight. So many times, because we're, human nature is just this way, we basically get a, kind of calibrate what our lives could be like, what kind of people we could be, what it is that we might do, simply by what everybody's doing around us. God doesn't measure what He wants to do in a human being and, and the kind of person He wants them to become or even how He wants to use them by what's going on around. And so this is going to be, require stepping out This is going to require, secondly, believing that there's something better and more substantial and more important for your life and for the kingdom of God than what you just see going around, you know, with all the people in your life. To me, that's exciting. That's exactly what's going on with Abraham. God wants us to see that living by faith, he can do great things. In our lives, He can change us, which is a great thing. He can use us for His kingdom and our children in ways that are far beyond what we would have thought or we could have imagined. Now, look, we're finite in our thinking, right? We don't know and we can't see what God wants to do seven steps down the way of faith. We can't see in front of our nose. We've got the barriers that we feel now that are real barriers that have to be broken through to be able to take a step, to be able to take another step. But I'm telling you, in this progression of faith and and breaking through the barriers, that is where incredible things that you would not believe begin to come into existence. And it's incredible. We just need to strike out in the direction. You know, maybe, maybe what you need to do, I don't know what it is in your life, you know, what, you, what God wants you to do. Maybe you just need to find you a, a wise counselor and sit down and say, you know, God, I need some help here. I'm just going to talk to some folks and, and see how I might could do this thing, you, God, you want me to do. Maybe it's some hard thing you've got to do in a relationship and you know you've got to do it, you're not sure how to do it. Lord, I, I need for you to help me, I, whether it's a, somebody to counsel you, whatever it is. Just move in that direction. If this is what God's calling you to do, He will provide it. Okay, what are you know, something God wants us to stop? Great example. If you are single, if you're in school, whatever, and you're dating a non Christian, you need to stop. That's what the Bible says. And you may not feel like you can stop right now. And right now today, I'm telling you, that is a barrier of faith. And you need to find you somebody who's wise, who loves you in the Lord, and begin to get the resources to be able to break through those barriers. You see, in the Christian life, it's usually later along the road of relationship and obedience and growth that that a picture of who we can be begins to emerge. We don't know. It's as we grow, we say, oh, that's who I am. Oh, those are gifts you want me to use. Oh, this is wonderful. I do, I'm passionate about that. Oh, you want me to be able... You see, that happens down the road. That doesn't happen from the beginner, beginning. And usually it's later in this process that the actual resources come to make all that possible because God isn't going to give us all the resources on the front end. Why? We walk by faith. Don't you just hate that? No, not really. Because God's calling us to trust Him. Turn to Genesis 13, 4. You see, it's only after Abraham's out there that we read these words. These are incredible words of God. He breaks through the barrier. He steps out. And now he's beginning to believe the unbelievable. I'm going to make a great nation of you. And God turns it up. Listen to these words. Genesis 13, 4 and following. The Lord said to Abram, after Lot had departed from him, pitched his tents toward Sodom, Lift up your eyes, Abram, from where you are, and look to the north, the south, the east, and the west, all the land that you see. I will give you and your offspring. Wow, there it is. Go to a place that I'll tell you when you get there. I'm going to make a great nation of you. And now that he's out there, he says, Stop, look around all of it. This is it. I am giving you this land to be this nation, unique and powerful, right here. It goes on. This is amazing. The nation part. Verse 16, I will make your offspring, of Genesis 13, I will make your offspring like the dust of the earth, so that if anyone could count the dust, then your offspring could be counted. Meaning, you. this is going to be a, a powerful This nation is going to be huge, enormous, and influential that comes out of you. And I love the last words of this text. Go, Abram, walk the length and breadth of the land. Go walk it because it's yours. You see, he had to believe the unbelievable. He had to step out through the barrier and then he saw it because that's how faith works. Isn't that exciting? Now, the, the key, I, I'll just say, I remember the first time I ever sat down with the staff here at Highlands in June of 2005. I remember telling this staff, they, they knew who I was from Adam, just like some of y'all don't know who Brad Mercer is. They didn't know me, and they're probably wondering, what is he going to be like? I'm going to have to spend every day of my life with this turkey you know, is he, what's he going to be like? And I said, okay, there's two things. We've got to do two things on this staff. Number one is we've got to live the gospel on the second floor and the grace of God together. We've got to be a redeemed community. You know, that's where the offices are, on the second floor, or I cannot stand up behind this pulpit and tell this church that we need to be a redeemed community. That means we're going to have to forgive one another. That means we're going to have to exhort one another, encourage one another, and keep exalting Christ in our midst. And I want you to know that has happened. Repentance and all. But I said a second thing. The second thing to be on staff here is to live an adventure of faith together. So I want to kind of share an illustration with you guys. Because what God wants to do in and through us, our, the leaders, the church, is beyond what you and I can see. And we need to believe the unbelievable, basically. And here's the illustration. I said it's kind of like a military thing. You know, when, you're, when you go onto a battlefield, you got one army and you got the other army, right? What's the goal of... When you, when you take an army into a field, what's the goal? To win the battle. Destroy the enemy. Push them off the field. Claim the real estate. Claim that real estate. So if the kingdom of darkness is what we're talking about being pushed back here's the way we're going to do it. We are going to trust God together. We're going to live in community. Each one of you, and myself included, you have been given responsibility. You've been given tasks and ministries to accomplish, and we're going to go. We're going to support one another, but we're going to get out there and trust God and really give this thing all of our hearts, and we're going to enjoy it. And and as we do this faithfully and trust God, way out here there's going to be this place and you military people know about this it's called the forward rendezvous point it is the place on the battlefield you're smiling you remember this talk don't you it's the place on the battlefield you can't see how to win the battle at the beginning you see how to win the battle in the middle of the battle you can't win the battle unless every all your troops come up to the forward position then you amass then you deploy with knowledge and you crush them That's the way it works in the military. So we're going to meet at the forward rendezvous point, and at that point, along the way, we're going to see more what God wants. We're going to recalibrate who we are. And only then will we see the resources necessary to accomplish what God wants us to accomplish as a church. Do you know why? Because churches have to live by faith too they were digging this talk. And we refer to this a lot. And um, And I'm going to tell you, this, this has been the case. And God is showing us more and more. Those people that were up here in front of the church, I want to tell you, every time new members join, it's not just nice people. Those are people with passion for the kingdom of God. Those are people that God Almighty has brought into at the forward rendezvous point, as as fresh legs and new blood, ready to go. And that goes for leadership that has been raised up. That goes for gifts and talents and kingdom passion. It's amazing what God is doing in the midst of this local church. I know He's doing it in all His local churches, but I can only speak for this one. It is exciting and it is amazing to see what stepping out in faith and trusting God for resources, for direction and understanding can do. And, and by the way, announcing Brad Mercer's coming to join us today certainly is a part of that picture as well. You've got to step out. You've got to believe the unbelievable. Once you're out there, then you'll understand better. Then you'll have what you need. You know what the key words in this passage are? I want you to go back to the Genesis passage. The key words are not, you leave. The key words are I will. Five times God says. He says, you leave and I will. You trust me, I will. I leave. You leave your country. Look at verse 1 of, of Genesis 12. You leave your country, your people and your father's household and go to a land and I will show it to you. Verse 2, I will make a great nation out of you. You leave, I'll make a great nation out of you. You step beyond the barrier, I'll do it. And you'll be a blessing. Verse 3 I will make your name great and you'll be a blessing. Verse 4, I will bless, or 3, I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse and all the peoples of the earth will be blessed through you. And I want to tell you something, it is the same in my life, in your life, in relationship with God based on what He has done and not on what we have done. In this grace in which we now stand, faulty and frail as we are, believing and repenting All the way. I'm going to tell you something. Trusting Him today and breaking through a barrier of faith and believing will put you in a better place to see and receive greater things from God. I'm excited about that. And you got to believe. That's what He wants to do. See, God's not just trying to give us a checklist here. God's not trying to just keep us in line. God's saying, this is the life. This is what I made you to be. This is what I want to give you. I love you. Step out with me now. You'll see, I will. So what is it that you need to trust God with this morning? And break through a barrier. So you got to step out. Secondly, you got to believe the unbelievable. And thirdly, you bless the world. See, it's not just for us, it's it's for the world because the, the big subtext underneath Genesis 12, 15, and 17, which we commonly call God's covenant promises to Abraham, the big subtext is Abraham, leave your country leave your, your house on the cul-de-sac, go where I'm going to tell you because I'm drawing you out to, to give you a place to be a unique and powerful nation and out of this unique and powerful nation in this place that I have determined if you will just trust me and go there, I am going to save the world because out of Abraham, out of Israel... Will come Jesus, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. It's, it's amazing what is actually going on here. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you I will curse, and all the peoples of the earth will be blessed through you. It might be a place that you could call one of the places of the great, maybe the Great Commission in the Old Testament. I care about the world. And I want to do this, and you're not gonna believe it. It is about Jesus, first and foremost. But I tell you something. Secondly, it is about Abraham, too. You know, and I mean, basically, don't worry about thwarting God's will or something. You can't do that. he just use somebody else. So just you know, just to take that off of you, he'll use somebody else. Abraham says, says, I'm going to stay in here if God wants me somewhere else. I want to to become that nation. I want to find that land. I want to look for that city whose foundations are of God. But it is about him breaking those barriers of faith. And, And on this ramp up Sunday to the missions festival, I want you to see the connection between breaking through personal barriers of faith and blessing the world. Isn't that that something? Isn't it something that it really does come down to a personal relationship with God that each one of us have in the body of Christ all together to accomplish God's purposes? I'm telling you, I wouldn't have it any other way because He loves me, because He knows what's best for me, because the truth of God He wants to apply to my life. And the same thing I'm telling you for you, And He wants to call me and you into this stepping out. He wants to show me and you and us how to believe the unbelievable and bless the world even through people like us and see the forward rendezvous points out there where God really begins to open it up through faith. You ready to go there? Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we pray that you would work in our hearts. Father, you know the things I wrestle with. You know the things that that you want me to do and everybody else, the things you want me to not do, stop doing. Lord, would you give the power, the wisdom to move in that direction. And Father, we pray that you would give us a sense of something greater than what we see around us that we would believe the unbelievable, that you would even use people like us in ways far beyond what we would guess and you would change us into people that we might not have ever thought we could be by your grace, through your truth, by faith. Would you, Lord, do that and bless the world even through us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.